G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Junior Eurovision 2020 preview episode, Michael. It is. Every year we have a look at the junior contests and this year is no different. Exactly. It is one week away. So Sunday 29th of November in Europe. Obviously that is very early in the morning, Monday 30th for Australian people. Now, it won't be broadcast this year because yeah. we're not actually competing for the first time since we've been in the, the contest. That's right. We've been at every competition since 2015. Unfortunately, this year with the COVID situation, it was decided that we would not be sending a young performer to Poland. Yeah. Anyway, it didn't end up mattering. And look, it doesn't. <laughs> and also, you can still watch it. Just because we're not broadcasting it, yeah. you can watch it on YouTube, the Junior Eurovision account. So don't worry. That is all good. But the big thing this year, Michael, as you just sort of alluded to, mm. it's a very different contest this year isn't it it is let's have a quick talk about the 18th edition of the junior eurovision uh this year will be 12 countries competing and that'll be coming out of studio five at the tvp headquarters in warsaw so oh yes no stadium performance this year for obvious reasons look first point i guess is second year back in poland what are your thoughts on that any thoughts on that one though oh uh, no major issues i mean i know it's been really good in the past when they've gone to different you don't necessarily have to win junior yes. to host it like georgia belarus did amazing jobs yeah. of it Bel- bulgaria did a terrific bulgaria job. did malta hosted it one time as well they did it they did it yes yeah so i i think it is good that that happens but i also don't have a problem with poland doing it it's rewarding their success and the commitment to junior and they don't do well at eurovision so they may as well have junior (laughs) true i think it's uh the good rotation or whatever with junior is good to allow perhaps smaller broadcasters Mm. an opportunity to to really showcase what they can do and also get the ebu to assist them with technical things and stuff like that it's it's really good but anyway we're back to warsaw this year uh as we've touched on it is a remote contest this year dale with all performers we will be performing their songs at a studio at their respective countries Mm -hmm. now that isn't just the contest itself the entire week of festivities festivities that always mm-hmm. happen around these things will be remote uh starting off tonight being the sunday yep. uh there will be a watch party a gsc watch party uh from last year so all this year's contestants will be watching it commenting on it talking about it and there's a lot of these kind of remote things that'll be happening throughout the week the opening ceremony will be remote there'll be various q and a's with the contestants so i think it's a really interesting approach to try and still get us connected with the performers even though it is in a remote location and who knows what's happening next year with the senior competition mm. probably good to start you know having a look at these yeah. types of events and That's things it, like that. it's kind of like in a way a rehearsal for kind of worst case scenario next year which is the full lockdown scenario d really very very much so uh as always junior does deviate a little bit in its voting the very mm. controversial voting dale <laughs> so once again we get the votes will open again on friday the online voting that will close just prior to the show taking place and then we'll open again for another 15 minutes after the show so always a talking point the online uh votes what are your thoughts on those Oh, fine. Look, it, Junior's all a bit of the ground to try new things. Give it a go. Look, it's not the reason Poland won. No. You know, they had great songs. It, I think it ends up being okay in the end, but I'm glad it just stays in Junior. Let's keep it there. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts for. <laughs> okay, well, let's get on to what we're here today for, which is reviewing or looking at some of the top songs. Um, the Aussie Vision team, there were 13 contributors who voted. Mm. 
and we are going to run through the top five today and give our thoughts on that one. So without further ado, Michael, let's get cracking. Number five. That was Karakat Bashanova with her song Forever. Now, she's actually only 11 years old, and Kazakhstan again had a national final. They did that, I think, definitely for the first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, she only just scraped through to the final. She came 12th in the semi, but it wasn't the song, so it was just the vocal. Mm. And then in the final, she came first in the juries, third in the tele vote for a squeaky home for the victory overall. The song itself, um, it's dedicated to her father who sadly passed away uh, a few years ago and she worked with the composer who actually put the song together to tell that story and get a song out that represented that. And I think you can really hear that in the song. That's a really nice touch, isn't it? Give her that personal sort of connection with it. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on this, Mark? Hate it. No, no, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, so look, with, with Kazakhstan, I think, you know, third time in the competition and once again, they've sort of delivered this almost becoming a trademark kind of big ballad mm. you know very disney-esque in some portions of its production etc uh, this one feels a little paired back to last year mm. <laughs> last mm-hmm. year was real it, ki- was, it was full disney kitchen sink material last year this one feels a little more a uh, bit more paired back and i think Cut should have that ability to really produce an eye-catching vocal now they won the jury last year mm-hmm. uh, almost won the whole thing and i think again we've got this this song that could be very, very jury-friendly. And I think, as always, this has got a lot of public appeal as well. So Kazakhstan, again, onto something really good here. They throw everything at her, and it just shows the commitment that they have to this because I think they see this as their gateway to the main competition, oh, obviously. High production values in this. In, in terms of the composition, the video is clearly the best video out of all of them, which says they're really going to put a lot into the staging, as they did last year. The staging last year was out of this world, and I expect the same again for this year. Um, I think... It's less Disney than it was last year. True. I, I think there's some it. real authentic... I mean, it's not just the authenticity about the song. I think there's also... It doesn't It doesn't have like a central uh, kind of a Eurasian kind of sound to it, but it sounds a, uh, It sounds like it's from Kazakhstan, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, but quite Western at the same time. So I like that that comes into it. Um, you know what? There's some really big elements I like about this where it really builds and then you feel like you're going to a big finish but it actually just sort of trails off at the end you Mm. also get these long elements of instrumental there which makes me go is this for staging benefit what are we going to do with this there's two long instrumental areas and Mm. i'm just a bit like okay what are you going to do with that also it is the subject matter is important but in a year of everything being a bit depressing maybe we want something a bit upbeat and this does feel a bit downbeat and compared to other ones it's a bit more on the serious side isn't it totally totally but overall really well put together Mm. as always with Kazakhstan it's going to come down to how big and wow is this staging going to be and is it going to be accessible to the tally vote yeah no they're doing a great job in their three times so far haven't they All right, it's not just us it is the team that's voted on this so it's time to hear from a few team members this time we have Ali, Liv and Wade. This is a very emotional song for me but for a reason that I don't think many other people will have. I also lost my dad at a young age and it's hard. It's not like losing a parent as an adult. 
The only reason I rank this song so low is because I prefer up-tempo songs and songs you can sing along to, but I can't do that with this song. First of all, snaps for Kazakhstan. They have really stood up to the test of uh, Junior Eurovision, shown their commitment, and I'm once again impressed. This is a beautiful song. Her voice is stunning, crystal clear. It is really gorgeous. Uh, There is probably just, it's just lacking just a tiny bit in the instrumental for me. It just needs that bit of oomph or a bit more production or just something a little bit different to make it really polished for me. But it is certainly a strong entry. If Karakat nails this live performance, in my mind, she's unbeatable. It, this song's astonishing. It's gripping, heartbreaking, a, an emotional tribute to her late father. He would be so proud of the way she brings this to the stage. The staging potential on this song is also enormous. Uh, if they bring it all together, they could go better than last year and there would be no reason for Kazakhstan to not come to adult Eurovision based on their recent performance. So I think the thing that came through there to me was that that emotional and personal connection. Uh, obviously, Ali shared her, her story there, and, and mm. she, as she's mentioned, she's not going to be the only person across Europe, especially if that is explained, who's going to feel that connection to that song. Oh, totally. Everyone's lost a loved one, but particularly for parents, that's a, that's a massive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wade mentioned that as well, emotional, that connection of it. Um, so people need to know, I think, the story to really connect with it, and that's always sometimes tricky to do, isn't it? It very much is. Also, um, always mentioned, and we both mentioned as well, is the vocal ability here. She has got a vocal ability. It will catch the eye. That's going to get jury votes. So I think all the elements are there for Kazakhstan to get a really another, a really, really great uh, result here. Yeah, solid result. Don't see a winner, but I see a, a very, very solid top five to top three. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that one. I guess that takes us to song number four. Netherlands unity with best friends now let's talk about unity they are a girl group quartet out of the Netherlands Naomi Demi Maud and Jada are their names Mm -hmm. they won their national final back in September four acts were scheduled to take place Mm -hmm. in the national final however a little bit of a COVID outbreak I'm afraid Mm -hmm. Dale Mm -hmm. one did have to withdraw and Demi from Unity could not perform on the night so the girls did perform as a trio but still got through Mm. so it didn't affect their chances what do we think of Unity's effort here? Well this is very brand Netherlands (laughs) at Junior Eurovision they, they send little groups who do really age-appropriate junior songs. Like, this is not jury bait and never is for the <laughs> Netherlands. But they take it really seriously. And I like that they are keeping something that's fun and fresh. And it's definitely not for an adult audience. It's very much for a younger to tween audience. It's not even considering, I think, teenagers at this mm. point. And you know what? They always get a good tally vote result. So I've got no problems with that one whatsoever. Um, yeah, look, it's fun. Um, I think their choreography is is good. There certainly was some, if that was their best takes, I think they need a little <laughs> bit more work before they get to their stage, but I'm sure they'll be okay. Um, so it just it's one of those ones, it's a little bit messy, but with a good cleanup, which always happens with the Dutch yeah. entries, I think it's just a nice, fun, fresh uh, number in there. 
not one of my massive favourites, but I understand why a lot of people like it. Yeah. Look, I've written say, brand Netherlands when it comes to <laughs> Junior Eurovision. They do this thing where it's a polished catchy pop song with a with a catchy chorus mm. you know and it's age appropriate and they somehow seem to get that formula right and they've done it many many times um is it groundbreaking is it you know <laughs> probably not this is probably on the flimsier side of some of the songs they may have sent recently but at the same token i think it still works i'll pick up on what you said about the girls and their like they need to keep it tight vocally and and performance wise yeah um there, there is the four of them singing even in the studio version can be a little bit all over the place now look i'll forgive their national final performance obviously they were uh, a girl down um so perhaps you could have added a little something there but it was just a little bit messy vocally and i think this could fray at the edges a little bit but i think all the as far as you know people voting for it for being a catchy song and the kids voting for it which is yeah. what this show's all about then it's tick for these young ladies definitely and I think when you're being a bit fun and young people are more forgiving if you're going in for the big series ballad you've got to nail that vocal oh yeah but you know even Poland last year her vocal was not great but it was a cracking song Mm -hmm. and people were like who cares it's a great song so I think you can kind of definitely get away with it plus it's hard to do well with groups even at Eurovision people really struggle to do a really slick performance true very very true okay well it's not just us obviously we have the other members of the team so let's hear from Kyriakos, Ali, and Liv. Okay. Where do I begin with the Netherlands? It is a fun song, and it does stand out amongst the other songs this year. But it sounds too much like manufactured pop, and it doesn't even try to hide it, and I'm not buying it. They are trying to recreate the entry from last year, but unfortunately, this group hasn't executed it as well. Kudos for making a fun, lovey-dovey song. But these girls have not convinced me that they're best friends. And that is the sticking point for me. Finally, my national final winner actually wins their national final. Anyway, I love this song. It was my winner for quite a long time. Up-tempo, it's catchy, it's fun. What more could you ask for? Yes, if you watch their national final performance, their vocals are a bit off. But remember this. Only eight hours before the show, one of their girls had to pull out because she'd caught coronavirus. So not only did they really have to redo the whole staging, they were down one vocal. So it's never going to sound the same. Look, if you're into fluff, saccharine, wiggles concert vibes, then, you know, you probably will love this song. I'm 24 years old, I've kind of got a headache, and it's not for me. I think they're a great little group of performers. I think the Netherlands are very good at putting together these cute little kid groups, but, um, yeah, it's not my cup of tea. Well, I don't know if Kyriakos is trying to start a, a blue here and not saying <laughs> they're not friends. Look, I think um, overarching between the, a couple of those comments was it's just not their best effort. It is, it's fun, it does what it says on the packet, but it doesn't blow you away. And I think also it's either you're going to love this kind of stuff or you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we, we can recognize it's fun stuff, but if it's just not your bag, that's fine. I kind of buy his like authenticity thing. Mm-hmm. Like they're in the diner, they're pretending to be friends. You know what? They're probably, you know, texting each other about the other person <laughs> in the mean girl type thing. They're probably not friends at all. I also wanted to say <laughs> Kyriakos as top song last year was Netherlands. Oh, he loved that. Yeah. Song. So, I mean, he's, I don't know, maybe he's 
being a little harsh on these girls because last year was very good, but I, I still think it's a decent effort from Downlines. Yeah, no, I think it's absolutely fine. I think it's a bit of fun with this one. It's, um, it's either if you're into your sweet stuff, you'll love this. If it's a bit too much, nah, not for you. Exactly. Okay, well, let's move on. Let's go to our third place. That was Belarus, Anna Paterova with Aliens. Um, <laughs> and we're back on those aliens again, girl. <laughs> it's a recurring theme for us this year so far. 2021. Let's yeah. see if we can get to next week's episode as well. Um, but she was an internal selection. The first time Belarus have gone with an internal selection may have had something to do with the politics. Mm-hmm. They didn't even trust the children this year. <laughs> a bit going on in Belarus. There's a little moment. bit going on. Um, she's only 12 years old, which I actually found quite surprising because she does appear to be older. Um, but she has performed a lot, won international competitions in the past, has competed on The Voice Kids Russia. Mm-hmm. And she didn't take out the title, but still, that, that's a massive thing. Hugely so, competitive, that Kids Voice Russia. Totally. So yeah. you can tell she's got a bit of a voice on her. So, Michael, what did you think of this? Look, I mean, straight away, it's a very, very Eastern European style of ballad, particularly at the start of the song, and there's big, big vocal moments. She can obviously sing, and I think there's a lot of room here for her to bring those moments. Look, for me, ultimately, and the song does sort of go in places towards the end where I really wasn't expecting it, but anyway, that probably adds a bit of variety to it. For me, the whole thing's a little bit dark, the whole thing's a little bit too dark and a little bit too moody for, for Junior Eurovision. We've seen this in the past. I remember North Macedonia had a very good song a couple of years ago. I think mm. it was called Dorma. Mm. Similar, sort of, that was a more of a Balkan ballad, and it flopped hard. <laughs> oh, this came 12th or something, this I think. is yeah. a junior competition. I believe this song is too adult and... It might appeal to the adult ears and fans. This isn't going to do well, I don't think. I'm sorry. I, I, I kind of tend to agree with you. Number one, this was my 12 points. I really, really like this song, and you might have just proven the point there. Because hmm. um, it is a very mature sounding... I could hear this song in a national final for Eurovision. Yeah. If this yeah. rocked up at the auditions at Belarus, I'd be like, Spasibo, go through, you're good. Um, but looking at the song overall, I, what I like about it is... She can, I'm number one, she can sing. Oh, yeah. It's really well put together in terms of that ballad. And just as you're kind of going, right, this is a wonderful ballad and God, she can sing. And you get that first minute of all that. Then you start to go, okay, well, I've heard it all before. We've got a lot of other ballads going on. And then you get a very different tempo change. Mm-hmm. You get this spoken word rap going on, which kind of lends itself to a kind of a contemporary feel, I feel. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't know what the kids like these days. I might be like, hey, fellow kids. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's There's something that I like that it, that could bring just that little bit of extra it needs so it stands out from being just another paint-by-numbers Eastern ballad mm. sung really well. 
Um, it does feel too mature, though, I must say. I don't see this as being uh, accessible in a televote. I do see big jury appeal in this song, but there's another a lot of songs. Hmm. Or everyone has seemed to go for this jury appeal market, so they're all going to be competing with each other. True. And unless I really nail that kind of contempt, that kind of spoken word rap bit and staging, then maybe it'll struggle in a televote. I, th- I mean, I wanted to say, I think there's quality here, and certainly quality in, in the writing and, and her voice. I just don't know if Junior is the right vehicle for this song. That's all. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm not surprised it's third with us because we're all adults. <laughs> yeah, well, but mostly. we're not. We're, well, we try to be. Um, but <laughs> but for this audience, yeah, you're right. It well, may not work. I think it could be time to get some adults involved, Dale. Let's have a listen to some of the team members, Wade, Kyriakos, and Ali. To be honest, the first time I listened to this song, I, I would have put it in my top three. I, I thought it was very gripping immediately. Uh, good dark theming, a great voice on the singer. Um, since re-listening to it, though, it has fallen down my list quite a bit. I, I find the song a little busy and a little bit chaotic. I, I think they're throwing a bit too much in there. Um, whether it's scaled back at all for the live performance, we'll wait and see. Uh, but yeah, a middle-tier song for me at the moment. Belarus are a serious contender this year. The one word I can describe this song is drama it stands out amongst this year's entries but it is rather serious and more adult than i would have expected and very emotive i love the powerful chorus and the drama of it i love the changes in speed and i do actually like the rapping part but i do feel like that could be the most polarizing part for some people but it goes back to being dramatic and I would not be surprised if Belarus takes it out this year. Wow, wow, wow. This is not normally my kind of song, but just the power in her voice is absolutely amazing. If they're able to harness that and combine that with good staging, I think Belarus is going to do well. Two things stood out there. Number one, someone else agreed with me that the rapping bit is good. Kyriakos, thank you. (laughs) Um, And I do think, therefore, but I agree with him, it might be polarizing. And number two, I think this has immediate impact because... It, her voice, I think, is, and this, emo, like, it's just a bit more powerful. Even though Wade has dropped down, he said it was really big to start with. Ali, who doesn't like upbeat songs, was like, wow, wow, wow. This has some impact. It may drop away as you listen to more, but most people will hear these songs for the first time on the night. And look, I'll agree with you there. And the opening of the song is a very exposed vocal, and she does wow you with that vocal, because I think it's a vocal, vocal, vocal for me Mm. on this one. I just don't think the song has got kid appeal, and and that's going to be its downfall for me. I might be proven wrong. It might win the jury and scamper home in the the tally vote. Look, I don't know. I, I just feel this is a bit too mature. It's not a winning song. It could be a jury-winning song, hmm. but it's not a winning song. I'd be interested to see if there's any Belarus factor, if you know what I mean, mm. due to the its its troubles lately. If there's a do gold, you think eight-year-olds in France yeah. are worrying about the Belarus? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Keeping a, keeping an eye on the geopolitical situation in in Eastern Europe, probably not. But maybe juries. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I guess it's kind of dividing a little bit of opinion there. And that takes us to our second place.
was Spain, Solia, with Palante. Let's have a talk about Solia. Age nine from Sevilla. She was internally selected back in September. She has a very flamenco background uh, and has been performing for a good four to five years, which means she started as a four to five year old. I mean, one of these, where are these, where do they get these kids, Dale? Uh, I don't know, just overachievers. Yeah, so this is the real earworm to me. Like, we listened to those 12 songs, and the one song that stuck with me that I kept singing was this. Um, it's it's a great little number. I would like to see this in a Spanish national final for Eurovision performed by a much older performer. Um, and I think that's a little bit where I have a little bit of like, is it age appropriate? I do think this sounds like La Malo for tweens. And I'm not sure if I'm totally there for that. But I can't doubt that this is a, it's a great little bop. It's got this, this lovely little beat that comes into it. She brings some flamenco dancing into it as well, mm. which is a bit of her heritage, I think, as well. Nice to see. And that's great. I love that part of it. And I think this will be... I think repetitive and simple is good with Junior. Some other countries sometimes do too much, and I think you could do some little choreography, do that well. It's going to do great with the televote, but the question always with these type of songs are jury appeal, um, and can they replicate such a great little bop and video on, a, on, a, on stage? Yeah, look, uh, I've got here very Spanish. And mm. as in, it's very uh, sort of representative of the current Spanish music industry. This is a kind of reggaeton light kind of vibe to this. It's very Spanish in its production. Look, the song is very simple, but that's what, you know, Euro Junior Eurovision is all about. So, look, as we all know, the song is very, very simple, but it's catchy. And that's what works for kids, I think. I mean, you know, like it worked for us when we're adults. You know, it's got some really really good staging potential here as well and if they can give it a good upbeat staging with some age-appropriate dancing this should stick in the mind and this should cap this off quite nicely good entry from spain once again i think yeah they've come back with a bang haven't they well look it wasn't just us who obviously went through things as we know already so let's listen to a few more of the team this time we've got hugo live and wade this one from spain is the absolute dance track of the year the first word I can use to describe it is just funky. The dance moves are done really tastefully to fit the junior vibe. Um, it's a definite toe tapper. Um, for me, the interesting part is to see how this will translate to the actual show, given the studio performances with no audience. I think this will probably hurt Spain more than any other country, but um, the song is still really quality. Um, and this one's in my top few for the year, and I'm really looking forward to seeing this. In the show. This was the entry after the first listen that really made me intrigued and I wanted to go back and listen to it again. It's repetitive, but you know, the right amount for this kind of competition. If kids aren't walking away singing Palante, then I don't know who will. Uh, it's fun, it's got Spain written all over it. I think the televote's going to come for it. I have some doubts about the juries. I think there'll be some other ones that might turn their heads, but it is a great little package, and I think it's a step in the right direction, absolutely. So Spain is very low on my list, considering the fact I'm well aware this song is going to do well. It may even win this competition. I've got no problem with the singer. She is sassy, charismatic, will bring high energy, I'm sure the stage production will be amazing and it will get a lot of votes. My personal issue is the chorus. It's a song killer for me uh, and that's because there's a combination of like a, a squeaking, screeching flute or recorder at the start of it combined with the repetitive lyrics in the chorus. 
for me, it, it just doesn't do it. I'm sorry. It's an earworm, but it's not the kind of worm that I would particularly like in my ear. Well, I think Hugo raises a good point. Um, I think we all know the staging is probably going to be pretty good, mm-hmm. but also those kind of bops do really well when you've got a crowd and you can use those crowd shots of like young kids jumping up and down. You get that nice feel for it. So. Yeah. That, that's a, that is an interesting point. I do agree. Missing that vibe there. But look, I think everyone says very Spanish. Mm. <laughs> Didn't quite work for Wade, was it? He said it was yeah. not the kind of worm he wants in his ear. <laughs> yep. Look, it's not going to work for everybody. But at the same token, I think they've got something to work with here, Spain. All right. Well, that brings us to our winner. <laughs> France um, and Valentina with J'imagine. I can't do French, but I think you get the gist there. Look, she's an 11 year old uh, performer. She's been in this group called New Generations for the last few years, actually. So she's a bit of a consistent performer, but she's obviously performing solo here. Um, she's also a UNICEF ambassador for good planet foundation. Like what an overachiever <laughs> at 11 years old. Like, I mean, God, I could, She's a year late, too. It was all about the planet last year. I know, yeah. She could have done that. Kids are giving up on the planet, apparently. But anyway. (laughs) What did you think of this song? Look, let's face it, unmistakably French Mm. in its production straight away. Look, the song is catchy. I... To the point of actually being annoying, to be honest, for me. I really... I find the la-la-la bit really, really annoying, which is the, you know, is, is that a chorus? I don't know. There's a nice little pre-chorus build and then we mm. get into that la-la-la and I just, it I loses it for me. Vocally, look, she should be fine. She's going to deliver one of those cutesy French, kind of, you know, mm. like little vocals like which we had a couple of years ago. They went a bit more older last year. So I don't think there's going to be a problem with the vocal here. Look, France botched their staging last year. I thought they had a really, really good song and a real contender. Mm. So for me, it's about the presentation of this one. I think they are going to go in one of the heavy favourites. It's about if they can actually um, produce the whole package to to make it work. That's what they didn't do last year, and I think that's what they just have to achieve this year. Yeah, I think we've had three years in a row of really good French entries. Excellent French And they're both like the two years ago when it was another great little, um, great staging actually for that young, younger type of performer. Mm -hmm. But she had a very busy song Mm -hmm. last year, very busy song, very busy staging. It was just almost just too much. It was an assault to the senses almost. And I loved that song, Staging Let It Down. This year, you can see they're trying to pair it back a little bit compared to what they've done. So... Uh, that's going to help the performer a little bit because there's always choreography involved with these French ones and it's always a little bop. And it is really catchy. Mm. At the same time, um, there is some really wordy verses. There's some vocal moments at the end. I definitely have some question marks because it's almost like hitting this big note. And I'm not sure Not sure, sure she's Belarus. Um, I think she's going to do a great little choruses, which to me are much simpler to mm. allow time to breathe get through the song but French is just a wordy language at times like Spain is Mm. Spanish so I think it's paired back enough that it's going to have a better chance of doing well and probably it's not their best entry the last three years 
but it probably has the best chance of winning. Hmm. Interesting take, interesting take. Let's have a, a listen to a some of the takes from our team. This time we have Liv, Ali and Kyriakos. I would say by far this is the strongest studio. It has a great hook. It's memorable. It is just very clean, polished and fun. My biggest concern, honestly, is it is wordy. It's quick. It's technically difficult to pitch certain aspects of that song. And, you know, this is a youngster who's got to go out there and I presume dance as well. It's it's going to be a bit of a mountain for her to climb. But if she can nail it, I think this has a good chance of taking the crown. Thank you, Fran. You've delivered the goods yet again. This is fun. It's catchy. Up tempo. It ticks all the boxes for me. And I really hope this wins. Bon chance, France. I absolutely love this song. The sirens are going off because we have the winner of Junior Eurovision 2020. This song just hits the zeitgeist for this year. Valentina is just being a kid, being playful, and having fun. And yes, the song is about isolation and imagining a better tomorrow and this song gives us hope that we can imagine of better to come and i'm totally here for that okay well this song seems to have really captured the moment for some of our jury members there Mm. i have to say i you know i agree with all those comments and also with Liv, this is going to be a bit of a a bit of a challenge for her as a performer if, if if she needs to dance and sing this as well yeah, I, I think summing it up, it's got all the right ingredients for a winning song. It's all going to be the execution. They miss one element, you know, that souffle. It's going <laughs> to... What happens to a souffle? Does it collapse? Yeah, it, it collapses. It could collapse, <laughs> but it could be marvellous. Yeah, true. It's there for the taking, but we've seen this before with France a couple of times in a row, so... I I might have some doubts. Mm, okay. Mm. Well, I guess we should talk about perhaps some of the other songs that we haven't covered, or any yeah, any anyone that stands mention. out for you. Yeah, yeah. Because I think there's probably two songs, I, uh, two countries I want to mention: Ukraine, um, really mature um, vocal, only one of two boy soloists, I think. And it's he has got, I think it's Alexander, I think yep. from memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, his vocal is phenomenal. High falsetto range yep. and then basically a really deep voice. I think it's what happens to 13, 14-year-old boys, but it's <laughs> happening in the song. It sounded like his voice broke halfway through like the <laughs> first the first verse or something. I was just like, oh, I'm Christ. glad you said voice broke and not something else there. <laughs> but that could be, if he nails that, that's jury winner because that is phenomenal, that vocal. Um, the other one is Russia. Again, not the most amazing thing in the world, but it has hit every box, and I think that's heading for a top five. Mm, yeah, I kind of agree with you on Russia. I think people are sleeping on that one a little bit. For me, the two I want to mention, I'm going to say welcome back, Germany. I said welcome back or debut. I'm not sure. Debut. Debut. So they were good to see Germany there. Mm. I think this is a good, solid little song out of Germany. It's almost anthemic, but never quite gets there. But who knows? Hopefully with a good live performance, we might see a little bit more come with impact there. And the other one is Malta. Now, uh, Mm. I feel this one is a little bit under the radar. They have gone brand Malta. They've gone a very jury song. I think she's an experienced little performer, and I wouldn't be surprised if it does very, very well in the juries, uh, probably flops in the tally vote, as as Malta often does. Brand Malta. uh, I could see a solid top 10 for that song out of Malta. Yeah, well, there's only 12 entries this year. 
Yeah. But well, anyway. Really put my neck out there, aren't I? That I could yeah, say I know. But look, I do agree. I think it's got a real contemporaneous to it that mm. a lot of other songs don't. And Malta do always do well with the junior Eurovision um, juries. Mm. Um, and Germany, I agree. Grode Solo 1 gives me perfect life, though, vibes. Good solid song. Just probably not going to be a, a stellar uh, ranking for Germany's debut, I don't mm. think. But good to see them there. Thank God, yeah. Mm. We need the numbers. Really good. All right. Should we predict a winner? Yeah, you can go first. <laughs> I'm going to stick my neck out here. I'm going to say Spain's going to win. I think Spain's got it this year. France, I'm sorry, you burnt me with your staging last year, and I just don't know if this whole thing's going to come together, whereas I think Spain's got a simpler construction of the song. It should just be a nice, simple execution with a bit of fun, and that should tick a few boxes for people. Yeah, I think there's less to, um, you need the staging for this year. It's going to be hard to do it under the conditions. And so, therefore, Spain's got the song that's going to grab your attention regardless. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's going to get enough love from the juries and enough from the televote. And I do think it is my probably going to think I'm going to say that to win as well. Kazakhstan, though, don't write them off. Mm, true. Because jury vote with some amazing creativeness around the staging in that small environment, which we know Kazakhstan could do, they will always be up there, I think, even though I don't think a lot of the song necessarily. Yeah, fair enough. No, they've proven their uh, metal, haven't they, Kazakhstan? All right, I think that wraps up Junior for us. As we said, if you want to watch that in Australia, it will be Monday morning via YouTube. Yes, and we'll have all the details of how to watch, how to vote, the times from every time zone we have in Australia right now, which is about eight. <laughs> um, so that'll be Monday morning. We'll look out on AussieVision.net and on our socials, which is also at AussieVisionNet. And where can you find us, Michael? You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Correct as well. And thanks this week to those who contributed for those audio clips and also for additional research. We have Alice Collette, Kyriakos, Sinovitz, Liv Webster, Hugo Burston, Wade Stevens, and Ruby Daly, but also all the contributors who voted as well. So thanks very much for joining us. Um, I'm Dale Roberts, and that's Michael Jones on the other side (laughs) of the table who put this podcast together, and we'll see you uh, next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.